Welcome to Hello from the Other Side, where we validate how our loved ones on the other side are always with us, ready to help when called on. Here's your host, psychic, medium, and best-selling author of There Is No Death, Only Life, Maria Verdeshi. Hi, everyone. Welcome to today's show. Today, I will be interviewing Peter, and he's going to be talking about the soul contracts. Yes. Thank you, yes. Peter. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Oh, thank you, Maria. It's my pleasure. Thanks for asking me. And today you are going to be talking about soul contracts, and I, this is a fascinating topic, and I'm really excited about it. Thank you. Well, yeah, I thought that I would express my understanding. See, what I feel is that there's life after death, you know. I mean, this may be very basic to your listeners, but we come back into different uh, incarnations to be able to serve our life's purpose or fulfill a contract that we've decided upon with our guides, with angels, with our loved ones who have uh, passed before us. It's like a conference. It's a round table and people are sitting around and you are there and you discuss with your guides and with your angels and your higher self what would be the best avenue for me to pursue this time around to be able to reach my goal? And the ultimate goal for all of us is to be constantly in touch with our higher self. And um, there are different avenues for different people because there are different lessons that people need to be able to attain that goal. So you sit around with your guides and your counselors and and your higher self, and you decide what's the best avenue for me, whatever that may be. When the decision has been made that this is what you want to do, then you take an incarnation. And those choices are based around who will be your parents, what's your environment, what circumstances uh, will you be involved with, all of which are to lead you to your highest good. And this information is ingrained in your being. It's in your cells. It's in your memory. And so you move toward that goal many times unconsciously, you know, just not knowing or remembering because when we take an incarnation, we forget the origin. We forget who we really are, which is a touch of or a piece of the total energy of the universe, of all knowledge, of the basic building block of creation. Some people say God, some people say nature. Choose a term. It's the basic building block, and that's where we're all headed toward. And we have to take different paths to get there. There are many different paths all going to the same place. Different people choose different ways. Some like the coast highway, others like to drive in the mountain, but you're all going to the same place. So in any event, we're in the body, we've taken an incarnation, and we're moving toward our highest good. So there may be times when things don't seem right, nothing's going right, you just feel out of sorts, and that's your, your higher self and your guides communicating with you, saying to you, look, at this point in time, you're off the path. 
turned a little bit to the left, go to the right, go straight, whatever the situation may be. When we feel really good and we're flowing, then we're on the right path, going toward our highest good, going toward the connection with the absolute. And when we're not, when we're feeling out of sorts, then it's the indication that, well, we have to make some adjustment. My wife says to me, when you're not going right and there's something that you're to do, nature will give you a a little clue. Something's not just right. And so you just don't pay any attention to it. You move on. Then nature will give you another clue, but it's a little bit more intense. And maybe you do nothing with that. So my wife says things keep going like that until you get banged over the head with a frying pan to say, oh, wait a minute. Yeah, maybe that's what I should do. And you move in that direction and you start feeling better about yourself. You start feeling good. The compass, the the barometer, the guide to am I going the right way or not is a function of the heart, not the intellect. And your communication with with your higher self, because let me just say parenthetically, part of your higher self is incarnated in your body. Other part of your higher self is still in the absolute. And so you can communicate with your all-knowing higher self because it's just like taking a few drops of uh, of water from the ocean the ocean being all of creation the energy of creation and you're part of that ocean so still part of you is still back in the ocean part of you is in a body so you can communicate with yourself and with your guides that communication is a function of the heart it's a function of the emotion and not the intellect so when you feel good When you feel good about what you're doing, you're moving in the right direction. When you're not moving in the right direction, things don't feel so good. They're not right. You just feel out of sorts. It doesn't flow. When you're going in the right direction and things are going the way that they should, it's a flow. It's a flow. There are no obstacles. You just flow in the direction where you're going. What's interesting to me, is that this communication with your higher self and with your guides and with your angels continues even though you're in a body. That continues. And so you can change your life's contract if that's the mutual agreement. And so there's back and forth communication with the guys in your higher self and your angels. And it may be that the circumstances of life are such that now you see you want to change your direction with the consensus of, of your higher self and your guides that can be done. So that communication is constantly ongoing. It's just that some people lose contact, uh, lose touch with who they really are and what abilities they have. And so they close off the flow 
of that communication, of that energy from the absolute or from the source of all creation. Because if they stay open, they can actually hear some of the communication and move in that direction that they're supposed to? Yeah. You know, for different people perceive the information in different ways. You know, some have thoughts, some have visions, pictures, some have blocks of emotion, different ways of communicating with the absolute, but it's, it's unmistakable. Like I know, I know with myself, I'll ask, like, you know, what's going on or what is this or why am I in this position? And for me, I hear the voice mm-hmm. talking to me, you know, and will just tell me um, sometimes in not so subtle ways. I mean, very direct, you know, because you, you talk to yourself with your own personality. And so I'll get messages like, hey, what do you think you're doing? You're going in the wrong direction. You you want to go over this way. And so what you want to be able to do to accomplish that is, and then there's a knowing of, of what to do and and, uh, and which way to go. I feel strongly that the purpose of each incarnation is to move us toward our ultimate goal, which is being fully connected to the energy of the universe. And different people need different things to be able to reach that goal and go about it in different ways. And going in the right direction is a function of following the heart, you know, knowing what or feeling what is right for you and then and then going in that direction, you know. I know for myself, as an example, I've been like on the spiritual path for a number of years and, and I, you know, read stuff about self-improvement and I was reading this book on self-improvement and it talked about transcendental meditation. I saw I read it, I said, oh man, if half of what they say about this technique is true, I want it. So I looked in the book and there happened to be a listing of the Transcendental Meditation Centers around the country. And there was one in Birmingham, which is like 10, 15 minutes away from me. So I said, hey, fantastic, I'm gonna go. I called up, got the information of the introductory lecture, and I was just drawn to that. I just knew at that point in my life it was the right direction. So that's an example for me of an intuitive, emotional knowing that you're moving in the right direction. And sometimes those things kind of all fall in our lap too, like when it's meant to be, supposed to be, that's our right path, that's what we're supposed to do. It was here you found it, it was 10 minutes away, you were really drawn to it, it was right there. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Sometimes it's overlooked, but nature supports us in moving toward our goal. Like in my particular case with this transcendental meditation, why did I happen to be reading that particular book at that particular time, and why did there happen to be a center 15 minutes away. Right. You know, it's orchestrated. Nature supports you so that you can move towards your goal. So all these things fell into place for me. And um, I was so attracted to that that technique. 
and I just wanted to learn more and more about it, as much as I could learn. And um, basically, the only way you could really get the total knowledge was to study to become a teacher. So that's one of the things that I did. And it just happened, I say just happened, it was the support of nature, where in my business, I could leave the business for a particular length of time. I was able to take care of my family and still go out of the country to study. Everything just fell into place. It was all orchestrated for me. I just had to be there to take advantage of it. That's when you know it's supposed to be. It falls into place, it's easier. Yeah, absolutely. It just flows. Everything flows. Mm -hmm. There's no efforting. It's just easy. Yes. And that's the way I found it with the Transcendental Meditation. And for me, it provided a, a very profound experience. And that is, in practicing Transcendental Meditation, sometimes we're able to directly be in contact with that source of energy, with the absolute Maharishi Mahesh Yogi, the teacher of transcendental meditation, calls it like the unmanifest or the absolute. It's it's the source of all that exists. And so there are times in the transcendental meditation technique that you would experience that area. You can't describe it. You can't put it in words because as soon as you do, you're limiting its totality. It's everything. So knowing that feeling, having that feeling, it's comforting, it's reassuring. It's a knowing that, yeah, there really is such a place. It's not like, you know, someone's talking, well, maybe they're could be some place, or it's not hypothetical. It's a knowable experience being in in that place. That helped me with the realization, yeah, that yeah, there is such a place as the source of all creation, of the energy, the source of all all creation. There is such a place, and that we can experience that, and. That's the path that we're on to move toward the experience of the absolute or the unmanifest or the totality or God consciousness or the source of all creation. Pick a word. It's it's the same place, just people describe it differently. Yes. So that's very comforting for me to know that it exists because I've experienced it, and others others have also. I mean, it's not unique to me. And many people through many different techniques. I mean, for me, transcendental meditation was the root, but plenty others, you know, and you just have to find what, what works for you. So that's my sense of the reasons for the multiple incarnations is deciding on what the lessons are that we need to know to move toward our highest good, to move toward our highest self, which is being totally connected to, pick a word, the energy of the universe, you know, to God, to the unmanifest, whatever. So that's my sense of, of why we're taking on different 
different and, incarnations. And it's a heartfelt experience. You know when you're moving in the right direction, when you can feel it in your heart, your heart's getting bigger. It's a, a knowing of. Yes. Like I said, you know, it's an emotional experience. It's not an intellectual experience. Like, for instance, in the, in the TM, or Transcendental Medita Meditation, there's a lot of uh, learning, mental things, left brain things to know and to learn. But the experiential portion of it is what moves you toward the reaching of, uh, of your higher self or your highest good. You know, that's what I feel the reason is for the different incarnations to be able to just do that, to, to be able to recognize our full potential, who we really are. And again, different people go on different paths for, for different reasons. And we can discuss with our guides and higher self and angels, okay, what's the best way for me at this point in my life? You know, this is what I experienced in the last incarnation. What do I need to do now? Okay, we're decided. Boom, take a body. You're on your way. So yes. sometimes we make things harder than they have to be, and we pick that path with the boulders in the way or the trees blocking it that we have to move where we could have made it easier by taking a left and the path was free and it's free and clear and it's a straight path with nothing in the way, no obstacles, but sometimes we make things a little harder and choose that harder path. Yeah. See, what I see is that if, we're, if things are a struggle and we're efforting, we're more in the, in the left brain. We're trying to figure it out from... Um, a limited human perspective. It's very difficult to do. You can't fathom all of the variables that are involved. I mean, extraordinary. But if you go with your heart, with your emotion, which is your link to the energy of the universe, to your higher self, you get the answers unequivocally and right away. Okay, here's an example. So, you're walking down the beach and there's someone in the water down in front of you, out far away, and they're drowning. Now you want to save them. How best to do that? How are you going to get to them the quickest way? Well, you can figure. If I run so fast for so long on the beach, then I'll go into the water at this point and I'll walk in the water till I get to this point. Then I'll start swimming. But then I have to calculate the velocity of the current because he's being pulled down that way. So you're, you could do all this figuring. Oh, and if the wind blows, it's too many variables, too many variables. But if you let all of that go, don't be concerned about the left brain stuff. Just be in touch with your emotion. You will know precisely when to do what, and you just do it. You just do it. You don't think about it. You're going to run just exactly, exactly, precisely the right distance to be able to go in the water, and then stop running and start swimming exactly at the right time. That's just one example. How many times have we 
been to a place that we, like, for instance, oh, I don't want to go tonight. I'm just too tired. I don't feel like it. But somehow you're drawn to go and you go and, oh, there you go. I met my husband. I met my wife. I met a, a lifelong friend. Something happened. How does that happen? How is that orchestrated? That that right person would be at that place at the time that you're there, and then you decided to go when at first you were thinking, nah, I don't want to go. Nature orchestrates perfectly. There are mistakes. Perfectly. So when we stay in touch with our higher self, with that flow of energy from the universe coming through our emotion, then we'll be moving in the right direction. It's very easily said, hard to do, because <laughs> because we're so inundated with society's belief of the way things should be and what you mm-hmm. should do and how you should do it. True. If you keep thinking about that, that will direct you off the path. You're not connected. You know, little babies, babies come in to the world and their past is more familiar to them because they haven't been educated in the ways of society. Little babies, little kids say, oh, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. And the parents or school or somebody says, oh, no, you can't do that, you can't do that. And they're tainted with all kinds of negativity. Mm -hmm. But the babies, they haven't yet learned that they can't. (laughs) They can't. And so when we're in touch with our higher self, it's very much like the infants, the children, who are still more in touch with their higher self than they are with the incarnated being. You know, so that's my sense of, of, uh, of the reasons for the reason for incarnating, just to do that, just to find out our true nature and who we really are. Matter of fact, it's very interesting when we are totally in touch with our true nature and experience the bliss of the absolute, the unmanifest, because it's just all joy and and bliss, that you don't want to take a body. You You don't want to come back. You know, what for? (laughs) You know, what for? I got, I'm in the perfection. So what Maharishi says is there is um, a slight remain of ignorance that keeps us in the body. Because if we didn't have that ignorance, ignorance being an unawareness of who we really are, if we didn't have that ignorance, we just leave the body. Who wants to be stuck, restricted in a in a body when you can be in total bliss in the you know all around the universe? The term that's used for that is called leshavidya. It's the faint remains of ignorance. Because if you didn't have that, you wouldn't you wouldn't be here. Maharishi says it's like you 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 pick up a pad of butter and put it back down, and just the greasy part, a little bit of butter that sticks to your fingers, that's like the Leishavidya. That's the faint remains of ignorance. And so people that come into an incarnation whose purpose is, well, I just, I just think of Maharishi as an example. He's an enlightened 
being, and there are many others too, but his name comes to mind. He chose the incarnation because he wanted to bring this knowledge to the world, you know. So he has the faint remains of ignorance, the Lashavidya. Otherwise, he just, I mean, why would I stay here? Why would I want to be here when, when there's complete bliss in the absolute? And I can do and accomplish whatever it is I choose to just by the mere intent. You know, it's just automatic, just the intent of it. It's very, very interesting. I mean, that ability is with us right at the moment, but we're just unaware of it. We forgot it. We're not in touch with it. You can create whatever it is you want just by your intent to do it. But you need the connection. You need the connection. You need the support of nature, of the universe. And many people have lost that connection. But when you're in touch with it, you can create whatever you want. So, like, say you're thinking, boy, you know, I'd really love to have an apple. I just have a taste for an apple. Bang, bang, bang on the door. A friend comes with a bushel basket of apples. Would you like one? Exactly. How did that happen? You created it. Yes. You created the person that comes with the apples. When you progress to a different level, you could say to yourself, I want an apple, hold out your hand, and an apple appears in your hand. You can manifest the apple from the energy of the universe. So it's more direct. The more connected you are, the more direct the manifestation. So instead of waiting for a friend to come by with the, with the apples, you want one, you just, you just create it. Mm-hmm. You just create it. So further to my point, when you're fully connected to the energy of the universe, you don't want to come in. You don't want a body. You don't want to come back. You, you've done all that you need to do. You're in a place where anything and everything that you've ever wanted is there, and you only want what's beneficial for your evolution because we're always evolving. So, that's true. So that's the deal. So you come, you take a body and another body and another body, and you just keep moving forward, accomplishing what you need to accomplish, based on what you and your guides, angels, have decided is right for you, until you get to a point where you can decide with your angels and guides, eh, do I need to take another incarnation or do I want to just stay here? You know? Perfect. Perfect, Peter. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much. You thank are welcome. You. you are welcome. Yes, thank you for the opportunity. I enjoyed enjoyed speaking with you. Thank you. Oh, I loved it too. Thank you, Peter. Thanks, everyone. I will be seeing, or we'll have another one up soon. Thanks. Thank you for listening to Hello from the Other Side. You can connect with Maria and book a reading at mariaverdeshi.com. While you're there, be sure to join her email list and be the first to receive special offers.